Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me or my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And J.U. He muted himself. <laughs> oh, perfect timing. <laughs> you know, I muted myself for Kaka. Yo, you man. did, bro. Well, that's too bad. Finally, I think this has been like three weeks in the making. We've sure. talked about doing this episode. Doing our best pilots ever. Joseph, do you want to tell the people at home what a pilot is? You know, I actually I did kind of want to talk about this, but I meant to do more research and I'm lazy. So, you know, the, the pilot is the first episode of a TV show. And I think really the concept of the pilot applies more to like the making of TV shows than it really does for the viewers. Because back in the day when it was all network television that was driving television production, what you do is you get a cast together and a script and shoot a pilot and submit that pilot to a production company or or a network. And they would look at it and they would look at like hundreds of them and pick like four of them and put them out, you know, for the spring season, the fall season, whatever it is. So like the pilot episode used to be a really important part of the television making process because it's essentially like, you know, it's, it's the 22 minute version of the elevator pitch for your show. However, I don't know. I don't know if our pilots even still a thing anymore. I mean, definitely, I guess now they're more just the first episode of the show. Cause which, you, I, which I mean, there's, there's, don't get me wrong, it should accomplish the same goal for the viewer in the sense that your first episode should be a good determination of whether you want to watch the rest of the show or not. Uh, but at least now it doesn't necessarily determine whether or not you get a show or not. It definitely used to be a different thing in that, you know, like you'd watch the first episode of the show and then the second episode everyone would look a year older. They'd have completely yeah. different hairstyles. Maybe two or three members of the cast would be different people, you know. But, you know, now it's basically, it's just the first episode of a show. Man, hair in particular is a real thing. You're not kidding about yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I realize that this is absolutely going to devolve into, here's a bunch of shows that we like. Right. Uh, but on that note, you know, I, I think there are some that have pretty exceptional hooks, you know, in, in the, the first episode that either attract your interest to keep watching or give you a really good microcosm of what the show is going to be or both, uh, ideally. And I do think that there's also a few, you know, it's, it's definitely, especially again, back in more network television produced days, and that was more of the driver of content in the world. There were a lot of shows that took a little while to get their footing, uh, which is harder to do these days, I think. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I think there are a couple that I wanted to talk about that I don't think necessarily have like great hooks or even do a particularly good job of like explaining what their show is that turned into good shows later. Right. I would just say if we wanted to avoid the going off a long tangent of just, hey, we really like these shows, we could just like each individually talk about some of our favorites and discuss them as a whole. Just throwing that out there. Unless you have an extensive list, you're really excited to talk about. Justin. I mean, I have a list, but it's more of I'll, I'll fill in things as you guys run out. <laughs> I tried to not make too big of a list because Same. I didn't want to devolve that much. And I knew one of my big ones on my list would be on your list anyway. Yeah, I suspect I've, there will be some overlap. I've mm-hmm. got four that I would like to discuss, but... <laughs> Uh, we'll see if they come up or not. I'm sure one of them will. It's the same one Jay is talking about. Right. <laughs> I, we, we kind of spoiled it if you listen to one of our previous episodes. Does well, I'll go and throw one out there. Go ahead. That's cool. Uh, the first one I, I thought of when I was just thinking of 
not necessarily my favorite, but just a good pilot episode. And that really was good at setting the tone for a show. And that's the pilot for the X-Files. I think a good one. I think it's also good in that, that this show was kind of like the first step to like what we view as modern television, the more like really serialized and trying to tell overarching stories, even though maybe a lot of the times the way they did that was a mess. It, it tried that. And it has one of the things that I really like in a pilot in that you almost, even though it does a good job introducing you to all the characters and the concept, you almost feel like you've started in the middle because you're just as interested in the backstory that they're explaining this as you are what's going forward. And one of the things you're looking forward to as it goes forward is learning more about that. It's funny that you you put it particularly like that, Hurt, because you make a really great point. As somebody who did not get into the X-Files when it was on, you know, my comparative television in the 90s for options was, you know, other like sitcom shit that was on reruns mostly. Right. Uh, and I remember I tried to do the X-Files a couple of times because I liked like, oh, it's like paranormal, uh, you know, spooky shit. That sounds neat to me. Uh, but one of the things that I think immediately deterred me from it was the fact that I was like, I feel like I don't know all of what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> right. be- and because it's, you know, you're on network television. I'm like, I don't know when we'll ever get back to the episode that was before this episode that might've explained <laughs> this. So uh, right. I guess I'll just right. never watch this show again. Uh, right. But it is interesting that you point that out because I think that was one of the things that deterred me from the show. But like you said, it is kind of, it's more of the norm in modern television than the other alternative, which is, you know, you know, 22 minute sitcoms where each one is is its own isolated thing that has no carryover. Right, right, right. I like this episode a lot uh, as a pilot because it does, I think, really do a good job of establishing the world and making you as the viewer want to spend time in that world um my one complaint with it is i feel like it's retroactively bad like in that it takes so long to get resolution from some of the things that are introduced in the first episode and the resolution uh, or what you get of resolution is not really satisfying um in the best ways like I don't want to get into like specifics that I don't want to spoil it. And I think people <laughs> should watch the X-Files, but um, there are uh, plot lines that are teased um, kind of what we're talking about. That seems like, Oh, there's a backstory here that I have no idea about um, that. I don't feel like land later on. Right. And so that kind of detracts from it. But if you, if you're just starting out and you're like, Hey, watching, you know, watch this episode and tell me you're not going to, want to keep going i definitely think it accomplishes that goal i yeah i I will say you said you think people should watch the x-files i think people should watch the first five single seasons of the x-files and the movie and then draw their own conclusion certainly don't watch the second movie just stop (laughs) with the first one right right. uh yeah i you know my one big complaint about this uh, is 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 a pretty weird one but in the pilot they they were trying to make it look more like real FBI guys. So they went and bought, you know, just a bunch of clothes for the cast off the Sears, off the rack at like Sears. So everybody looks like crap in this episode. By the second episode, they had really realized, oh no, we need to tailor some shit for these people. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, suits, two sizes too big. Right, right. And another weird thing, this, this isn't really a complaint, but I think it's weird that the first episode is called Pilot. 
and the second episode is about a pirate. It seems <laughs> like they could have just swapped <laughs> like. <laughs> I, don't, I can't. I don't know the X Files theme. I can't think of. Like, you get it. Yeah, I think yeah. you were doing Twilight. I was doing Twilight Zone. I couldn't think I, of it. I feel it like is. You could have just used the mythology uh, part of the storyline over that episode, and then made that episode the pilot. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I mean, I like that choice. I think it's a good one. Uh, if we don't mind, I, I can go second. I got one that I yeah. think might be controversial. Okay. I'm going to go Game of Thrones. Well, so, okay. okay. I want to, I want to, I want to take what you just said and put a pin in it. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, because I was, I also had this on my list, but before that, I, I wanted to get into another show that I think has a, it, it's a similar uh, issue that I think is to me more clearly bad, which is the wire. Uh, mm. the, the the issue I have with the wire uh, is really not an issue with the wire TV show. In fact, the first episode is kind of a good uh, indication of the rest of the show. It's just, there's so much shit to, to set up. There's so many characters that you're introduced to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just like, there's, there's no big driving event at the beginning. You're just kind of like, brought into the fold and and getting a first look at all these different characters and all these different facets of the police criminal world this one you definitely don't get the backstory for right, you, you don't in get the, the wire you're just right in it right you're, yeah. you're right in it and but you're also not given like you know it it doesn't really scope out like you don't start from one person and then like slowly scope out as the episodes go on you get introduced to like 12 people and you spend a fair amount of time with all of them in the first episode. Uh, and it's just, uh, to me, like, it was too slow. And I was like, I don't remember who these motherfuckers are. We only met them for like two minutes, 40 minutes ago. Right. And I, one of the biggest problems, I think, is that it it's a little too real life in that people just say their names once when they yes. first show up. Yes. And yeah. so I'm like five or six episodes into that show before I have any idea who anybody is. Yeah. Still though, it's worth it. Stick it out. The well, that's the thing. So, so, so this is a, this is an example of uh, a worst pilot for a great show. It's a it's a it's a great show that has a bad pilot. But I think, like you're mentioning, Christian, Game of Thrones has a very similar problem. A- and the key difference here is, you know, like I said, I, I feel like a good pilot. At least these are kind of my my metrics as I was kind of looking over it. Is that it gives you a good idea of what the show is going to be like. Uh, and then it also gets you interested in watching the next episode. Uh, mm. And, and this, man, does it have a great hook for a cliffhanger? Right. Well, that's that's <laughs> kind of where I, I'm landing. Is it good or is it bad? Because like 55 fucking minutes of it is just like people in real bad looking costumes and bad haircuts, you know, like roaming around and sulkily introducing themselves to each other and you know delivering one-liners at each other and then yeah a kid gets pushed out a window <laughs> well I, like there i think there might be some tits in this episode i can't remember but like i don't know lena hetty they're lena hetty boobies yeah, you're, in this you're right uh, you know i i brought it up so i would i'd like an opportunity to oh, defend it please do carry on <laughs> <laughs> so number one i think this is a good episode that encapsulates what the what i enjoyed most about the first three or four seasons of this show which is it's really about uh, conversations and two characters in a room and saying, you know, talking to each other. Um, it's before like all the fantasy shit really becomes the driving force. And I like fantasy shit, but uh, I really liked um, the conversations at the beginning of this series. And I think this episode uh, is a good introduction into that. I think it's 
got a killer opening with the White Walker attack. Um, and I love that we don't come back to it for a long time, that it's really just kind of this constant thing you just have no clue about. Uh, and, and again, a killer ending. But I don't think it's 55 wasted minutes there in the middle. I, I believe, and maybe it, it's an acquired taste as it goes on, but the things you end up liking about that show are still present in the first episode of this show. You just may not know you like it at that time. Right. I think, I think that's true. If you go back and watch it, having watched the rest of the show, you're like, Oh yeah, this is a, this is a good episode. But the problem I think is like there's again, there's too many characters. There's not enough time spent on any of the characters. And one of the things that you like about the show as it goes on or, is that you get like really deep into your character moments. And this is like your character introduction. So this is like, it, it's all just witty uh, repartee between two people that are supposed to explain their character traits, uh, but it's not really like good character building. It's just kind of like, oh, here's who you are and what you are, which I mean, you can't do. It's a first episode. I get that. But, you know, I, I, I was really torn on this one. I don't know if this is a good pilot or not, because I don't think that if, if I had watched this without everyone else that I know, on the planet being like, oh my God, this is the best show in the world that I would have watched another episode. You know, um, I had this one on my list purely just because I thought I was going to have to fight with both of you all about it. So it's pretty exciting to find out that I don't. Uh, (laughs) Is is it exciting content? I don't know, but... But I, I, you know, uh, I mean, I really do like this pilot episode, but also I have to say the first time I watched it, it didn't compel me to watch the rest of the show. Right. Uh, uh, you may remember this, Christian. You let me borrow the DVD set when we were living the life. I don't remember that, but that's funny. <laughs> you let me borrow it, and I watched the first episode. And, you know, it wasn't really that it was bad or it didn't get me. I just had other shit going on, and it never really grabbed me to go back. So then I brought you that back, and I think I actually told you, no, I never watched any of it. I'm an asshole. But then I g- watched it again later, and I loved it. I, I will say... That thing we were talking about, about the difference in qualities between pilots and the second episodes, this is almost like a pilot season for this show. Because the first season of this show is like, you know, Kevin Sorbo as Hercules level special effects and costumes. And then the second season, they're like, oh shit, we got some money on our hands. Let's make this look good. But they got got Rory McCann in that dumb fucking dog helmet and Peter (laughs) Dinklage looks like shit. It's uh, it's not a great look for a lot of the, the main cast. But what uh, Christian said about it is exactly right. What mostly is good about this show is putting two people in the room and having them bounce off each other with dialogue. I mean, even though it's a great action fantasy show, it's mostly a, a conversation hangout show. And uh, that's my favorite bits of it, honestly. It is, yeah. it is for most or for some some of the viewing audience. We found out in later seasons that a lot of people might have watched it for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> right. uh, but that does. I do want to pivot from that one to one that I think is, uh, you know, considered a television great that also has a great pilot, which is Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. compared comparatively to the last two much smaller casts, which I think helps because you get to spend more time with the individual people. But I mean, the first episode is all Walt's story anyway, uh, which I think is a good choice because, I mean, the show theoretically is all Walt's story. But you get introduced to all your main players. You get all introduced to all the main tensions. Uh, you get the, like, impetus for, the, for the, the Breaking Bad moment. You meet Jesse. You cook meth. You have a showdown in the desert. 
it's a it's a very exciting, compelling 44 minutes that you weren't necessarily expecting. You know, we can continue to talk about this one, but I was just going to say that I, I was viewing like a sort of genre of shows from the Audis forward of, you know, the golden age of television of these sort of anti-hero bad guys as the main character mm-hmm. and you know there's all all of them have great pilots madman has a great pilot sopranos has a great pilot breaking bad has a great pilot but the one i picked to represent this sort of thing was the shield hmm. like did you guys watch the shield very much nope no you really you should watch the pilot to that I can't say that it holds up over the whole arc of the series. And there's some real jump in the shark moments, uh, you know, about three quarters of the way through it. But it has one of the best pilot episodes of any TV show ever. And the twist at the end of it blows the pushing the kid out the window out of, you know, uh, out of the water completely. So try out the shield. Fair enough. Uh, on back on Breaking Bad, I, the, the one thing I wanted to add to it, is it is a again i don't think there's a loss in quality i know that's one thing we've we've talked about is that a lot of times pilots have that this is like you know high quality tv right off the bat and you're definitely into it from the get-go the one thing i think that the pilot episode and for this show and the pilot episode of game of thrones have in common is uh they're more important than you think they are Mm. once you finish the show right Breaking Bad, especially that 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 last episode of the show would almost make you believe the first episode is the most second most important episode. Um, And kind of the same thing is true for Game of Thrones. But I don't know if that's a good storytelling thing, but I know it's good for me. I know I like that. (laughs) And it really isn't that all that matters. It's my viewing pleasure. Uh, Well, unless you guys have one directly off that, I do have some that fit that thematic example of the pilot being more important than you think as the show goes on okay uh the first one i have on here is one that i maybe heard has but maybe not arrested development arrested development is absolutely on my list i knew it would be uh well it's uh this one actually also introduces a pretty impressive amount of characters and potentially because it's a comedy you get an easier opportunity to portray like the silly aspects of their character faster than you, you would be able to in like a serious game of Thrones setting. Well, uh, you don't need their character traits. You need their shtick. Right. So exactly. One, yeah. One second to do their shtick and that's all you need. So I, I think this, this episode does a really good job of like establishing everybody's shtick in the Bluth family uh while also being like an entertaining silly episode and then as we find out later in the series like this this pilot episode gets called back to a lot through all through well i don't know are there four seasons of this show and the fourth season the one nobody watched there's three real seasons yeah okay for the next two seasons it 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 continues to come up uh with with like new perspectives on specific moments from the pilot that are uh that are brought in for pretty good laughs I mean, yeah, it's 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 funny that the pilot of this is so good because essentially this show's humor is completely built around self-reference. So it's it's funny that the first episode was so funny when it didn't have anything really to reference and instead mm. was the mm-hmm. building block of all those references. But, yeah, you know, all the characters in this is gr- are great. You know, it's just a really funny show. It was super underrated in a, in, during its time. You know, I think I think one of the things that harmed it at the time is that, you know, Jason Bateman just seemed like a 
sort of 80s has been at this point and it seemed like maybe this was just going to be a corny vehicle for him and man it was not it's you know probably the funniest sitcom ever for the first three seasons for the first three seasons uh this is why we don't want firefly season two (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't hate those netflix seasons but they're like sherlock holmes after he went over the waterfall they're just like it's something about it's not the same something about it doesn't click right yeah i never watched the netflix ones i've only watched the first three you've you've Uh, made a good decision for your brain however i would say if there was any show that i would want to see their version of 2020 it might be arrested development (laughs) (laughs) and the other one that i had on this list is also a comedy uh that i think does all the things that you know we talked about i think a good pilot should do but also the pilot becomes increasingly important as the show goes on futurama true absolutely yeah very true does yeah. that get referenced so much ridiculously? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the first episode, I think, does a great job. I just, like, speed watched it before this this podcast because I wanted to make <laughs> sure I wasn't crazy that the actual episode was good. But, you know, it sets the tone of, hey, it's a uh, 20th century slub getting jettisoned to the 31st century to encounter all the same problems that he was encountering 1999, but with sci-fi bullshit attached to it which is, I feel like, just kind of an opportunity for the writers to send the message to the audience that, hey, we're just going to be doing uh, the same sitcom structure that you'd expect from a lot of these stories, but with a bunch of sci-fi bullshit. uh, Right. Which is what the show is. Right. Uh, It's always essentially about right now. It's just, you know, a sci-fi version of that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, as the seasons go on, we we uh, cut back to that fateful night where Fry falls into the falls, quote unquote, into the cryo chamber, and we follow you know like friends and relatives and famously animals. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think one most notably, they they uh, there's a later episode, a time travel episode that uh, has Leela's sort of pet, sort of alien god creature Nibbler pushing his chair so that he it's not an accident that he goes in to the cryo chamber which uh i mean nibbler is introduced pretty early on to the series but he does not introduce as like a talking sentient character until i think substantially later right uh but if you look in the first episode you can literally see the shadow of nibbler pushing the chair so they had a they had plans (laughs) so i did not know that yeah true so it's uh it's it's a really good pilot yeah i mean uh this this is a show that start strong and stay strong for a while um but don't watch the the comeback season or whatever you would call from a couple of years ago i i did not enjoy that tv I didn't, I didn't hate the, the comeback season there's a weird bit in between where they did like futurama movies that got like split into episodes those aren't very right. good the last season wasn't terrible i don't think but you know that's- well you know but one of those one of those movies is what we're talking about there's one that's a time travel episode yeah you're right that goes back to the to the yep. night of the freezing like 30 times it's and mm-hmm. i think that one's pretty fun i i like all this show i agree the original fox run was the best stuff but i don't hate any of it. yeah yeah i don't hate any of it i just i think you're fine without it, it was be my yeah. more so my point but. <laughs> you know um i'm really surprised one of y'all haven't hit this one yet uh west wing i yeah. it's on my list the the west wing uh, you know it's funny because you know we talk about a pilot supposed to hook you in and make you want to watch the show more and this definitely does but also man this just exists great as its own little piece of 
45 minute entertainment. Like I could just watch this episode and be satisfied. It is a structured pretty perfectly. The emotional beats really drag you in. Uh, it has a great hook in the beginning of waking up with a hooker. Um, (laughs) it's, uh, I, I love this. I I've probably this of all the pilots we're talking about. This is probably the one. No, actually, this is the second one I've watched the most. There's one other I've watched. It also- yeah, I've watched this episode quite a bit as well. Uh, I do think this this episode is is uh, like I, and Jehu, you hit it perfectly. It's like a mini movie, like it's its own yeah. thing, and not that it's separate from the rest of the show. But obviously, the show makes some changes and focuses on some different characters than this first episode does. But it's just it's just great TV. It's really enjoyable. I uh, I also love the narrative decision, you know, comparatively to like a Breaking Bad where the, they kind of hook your interest by having, uh, you know, increasingly extraordinary events happen to a seemingly ordinary man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're already kind of in extraordinary circumstances, but there's still not going to be like any explosions or gunfights or anything. Uh, and so one of the, the ways they kind of like build excitement is the choice to not have Bartlett appear until like the very end is like yep. the prestige to the episode. Right. So he's he's like talked about and the episode like like so many episodes is all about him and he's present not physically but present in the whole episode but then like the actual reveal when he jumps in the room and is Jed Bartlett and you know just the best president that anyone could ever hope for uh, it, it's, it's wonderful such it's a, a great, great reveal too. yeah it's like like you know fucking Hulk Hogan's real american theme might as well have played when he walked <laughs> it's just fucking great uh also, the pilot of the Western reminds me of a thing that I think we've lost somewhat now that network television is gone, which is kind of like changes to not not immediate, like, like week one to week two, but uh, being able to alter the course of a season as the season is going on. Right, right, right. Uh, because one of the central cast members in the season one of the West Wing is a character named Mandy, who's like the, the public relations <laughs> yeah. uh, person who uh, did not test well with audiences was just a little too much, I guess. I don't really know, but she slowly gets phased out in the first season to like lower levels of importance. And then by the second season, she is gone and never mentioned again. Yeah. Like never. And I mean, she disappears in a really like tense situation and nobody even mentions, Hey, how come Mandy's not here for this shit? And that's, like, you know, she's just gone. And the thing that drives me crazy about this is that, there's there's an online like presumptively came off of like some forum boards, but an online uh, collection of West Wing characters that seem to be major players that disappeared without a trace and were never Renfords again. That's named after Mandy and is not called Mandyland, which is stupid. <laughs> it's Mandyland, and that doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense to me. <laughs> that, that's true. Uh, yeah. West Wing did have have a habit of like, did I miss an in- episode? Did, did they explain why Ainsley Hayes stopped showing nope. up? You know, just shit like that. The anyway, only, it's a great show. Yeah, it is. The <laughs> only one that I had left besides like the big one is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood uh, <laughs> that I know we've talked about a bunch on here, but I think that first episode is really freaking great. And uh, such a good, I mean, gosh, such a good introduction into this world and introduction into these characters. And yet 
completely changes its meaning by the end of the show. Yeah, like, also, that's that's the interesting. I don't actually know if I agree that this is a good pilot. Oh, I, I know you prefer the second episode. Right. I think, well, the, the second episode is like is what I think would traditionally be more of a pilot. The first episode almost feels like a I don't know, like a secret little nod for people who are rewatching the show. See, I think I think there's two parts. I've never watched the first version of this show, so I can't say if it begins the same way or not. Hmm. But I do wonder if there is some of that because Brotherhood is a remake. It's a good point. Um, the other thing is, I think it's very intentional to start the show without history or backstory. Mm. That is just that, hey, try this world out, try these characters out, and see if you like it. And I think after watching it, the answer is yes, I'm going to keep <laughs> going. And then you get a more traditional pilot, which is, here are these two people. Here's who they are, what they're trying to do. Here's what happened to them. But I think this episode does a really good job of just selling you on the idea. It also does a good job of explaining the mechanics of this world without hmm. really going into detail. So you're not, it, it's very bizarre, but I don't think it's ever too bizarre. Like, I feel like you always kind of just buy into it and accept it. And it gives you enough for you to appreciate what's going on and want to learn more as you continue. Fair enough. Well, since you opened the anime door and I didn't, I do have two on this. Uh, I think famously Attack on Titan has a really great like hook episode. Ooh, it is. A, it is. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I would challenge this one as a good pilot, but it is a great hook. Yeah, I guess that's that's a better meaning. It, it's, it's such a good hook that the rest of the episode kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I actually went back and speed watched The Walking Dead's first episode because I like to compare the two as the Attack on Titan is a better version of the zombie, zombie genre. Actually, the uh, Walking Dead pilot is pretty good, but the Attack on Titan, what I just think sets the stakes so much like better. <laughs> See, I would say The Walking Dead, I think the pilot is one of the best episodes of the entire show, at no, least I, where it, I started it, watching. It really is. I think you're right. I, I, I was think... misremembering it. I think this is one uh, uh, you, we kind of talked about this West Wing. If it was just the first episode, if it was just like an hour and five minute movie, I probably would be a big fan of The Walking Dead. Mm. It's everything that came after that I hate. Yeah, the, the, definitely The Walking Dead pilot. I'm mad at it for being so good because maybe <laughs> if it wasn't so good, we wouldn't be dealing with the shit we're dealing with. Right yeah. And the other uh, anime one that I thought was really important is another very popular one, which is Death Note, or, yeah. as, I, or as I like to call it, Better Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which, for people who watch Dexter and thought this show is okay, watch Death Note. It's better. But one of the things I love about it is like it 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 skips so much like bullshit. It, like it, it, the show as a whole, like it makes a lot of assumptions about what the audience understands about narrative beats. And so one of the things I love about the first episode of this show is it, you know, it one establishes the rules up front uh, and the, the, sh the show is very much about the rules and they give, you know, this book that can magically kill people by writing names into it to a kid. I guess a psychopath. He kills a lot of people. I don't know. They hand the book, the, the killing book to a psychopath and there's absolutely no time spent trying to figure out like, ooh, should I use this? Or what should I do with this? It's just like immediately hit the ground running. You have the rules. You have the guy who knows who he wants to kill and how he wants to kill them. And you introduce the greatest detective in the world that's trying to hunt him down. Uh, it's a really, really strong world building and hook for the rest of the series, I think. 
yeah. I'm not, I, you know, I think the show is a little bit overrated as a whole. Uh, it definitely goes off the rails in the last couple seasons. Uh, but it's, it's a really great pilot. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely in the, it's overrated camp, but it's not bad. No, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Especially early on. It's, it's quite good. So, um, I had a couple that I wasn't going to bring up because I don't feel you guys have any interest in them at all, but you guys just did anime. So you opened the door. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the first one, you know, uh, a lot of these are really skewed towards modern. So I wanted to do something older and something uh, uh, skewed to my special interests. So I'm bringing Great. up the palette to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, man, if you know Dallas is, you know, who shot JR in this over the top sort of campy, sudsy thing, you really might want to check out the pilot in the first season of this show because it, it almost it could fit into that sort of audie's golden age of television with sort of mean-spirited anti-heroes as your main characters because there's in the pilot of the show there's no there's no positive characters everyone's kind of an asshole and it, it's it's like we were talking about a game of thrones and that it's almost the, the first season is a six episode th- season and it really has a different look and feel to the entire rest of the show but, you know, I mean, there are some things about it that are ridiculous that just doesn't work today. And most of it is it's built on the weird fantasy of rich children who still want to live with their parents. But uh, I'd still recommend it. It's, it's on IMDb t- uh, for IMDb TV for free. Watch it. Uh, that is too many letters one, in a row. <laughs> I know it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other one is, you know, um, possibly my all time favorite show, uh, The Pilot's Twin Peaks. Uh, it's a lot like the West Wing in that it really works pretty well as just a piece of entertainment on its own. Actually, if you can, if you buy one of the Blu-ray sets that has the European version of the pilot, it has an ending tacked onto it that makes it to where you don't have to watch any more of it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's weird and it's fun and it's really cool looking show. Probably the best music ever in any show. And, um, uh, and the best collection of hair in any TV show. Ever. So yeah, that's all I got for this. Fair enough. I got two of uh, bad pilots for good shows, which okay. kind of fall into the category of ones that, uh, you know, found their footing as they were allowed to air and play with the characters a bit more. Uh, the first one I have is Parks and Rec. Yep. Which I don't think like is, every single character in that first episode, Leslie, Tom, Ron, and uh, I can't remember Chris Pratt's character's name. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris yeah. Pratt. It doesn't matter. But like none of none of them really know like what their place is in the comedy at that point. Uh and so it it just it, it feels like what a lot of people labeled it as, which is like I guess kind of just this weird office ripoff where it's just kind of doing the mockumentary office thing again, uh, but less funny. But it gets funnier. So uh, you know, just power through if you if you watch the first episode of Parks and Rec. Uh, the other one I have, and this one is is specifically for for Hurt because I'm interested in his opinion. Uh, Thirty Rock. I know you're of the opinion that the whole first season of Thirty Rock is is a lower quality than the rest of the show, and 
I, I don't agree on that. I think there's some great stuff in the first season. It's not as consistently good as the later seasons, but I will agree with you that there's a huge jump from the pilot to the second episode. Agree. Yes. You know, uh, I, I wouldn't go so far as call it bad, but it's definitely not as good as what the show turns out to be. Partly because on the first, on the first half of the show, they haven't realized that the show that they're making is bad. <laughs> right you yeah, know the show yeah. within the show the, <laughs> the comedy really starts to happen on that show when they realize oh yeah we're making a show about people who are making a fucking terrible show that does make it more funny i hadn't really thought yeah. about that but you make a good point well i mean not to keep interrupting you but do you remember that this show launched at the same time as studio 60 on sunset strip i do remember that and that was the big difference between them i think that's why 30 Rock uh, succeeded and it failed is because Studio 60 wanted you to believe that it was a show about a good show, but they could not prove to you that it was a good <laughs> show. Whereas this, they just realized, oh, if we make it about a shitty show, then that's easy to prove. You just it, show the fart machine or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. In the first episode, they haven't figured out that Jenna's a crazy person. Right. They, they haven't figured out that Tracy's better if he's not menacing. And but the real big trick that they change from first to second is getting rid of the idea that Jack and Lemon are adversaries and instead realize the best things happen when those two people are trying to work together. Right. Well, I know, Joseph, you haven't watched this, but Jay, I'd be curious to hear your opinion, because I think The Office has similar things, but I think it works in The Office's favor. Um, season one, season one, episode one of the office. And I would say the whole first six episodes of the, op- the first season of the office are drastically different than right. the rest of the show. 100%. Mostly in, uh, in, uh, Steve Carell's head though. Like in, in his, well, in the top it, of his head region. Yeah, definitely in the portrayal of Michael, both physically and, yeah. uh, his expression. The first, the first episode is really British television with American actors. I mean, it, it's 100%. It's just a remake. It's, it's the pilot so good they made it twice. Yeah. But, you know, didn't test well with American audiences because right. he's a dick. And that, right. uh, like, right. he, Michael is not really funny, those, that first six episodes and not in that first episode. He's, he's just an a hole. You know, obviously that changes and the, the, the character interactions change. But I still appreciate that first episode for what it is. I still think it's a strong start to that show. But, the big difference between the American office and the British office is that they realize if they want this to go the long haul, you have to be sort of get on board with Michael Scott, even though he's cringy and he's awful. You kind of have to root for him a little. Yep. And yep. they change it. But I agree that the uh, first uh, pilot, the episode of the pilot is, is a good episode. And it's kind of also, again, I feel like the whole first season is sort of the pilot for the show. And it is different from the rest, but I still like it. I still like that it's a little more mean-spirited. Yep, agreed. So should we move on to the uh, the impetus for this whole episode? Is it time? Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's just say it's going to be less fun without Ian here. That's true. Because right? yeah, I don't know. I, like this. I think this is fairly, I mean, not indisputable. That's probably not the right word. But I think even people who lost the show later would argue that the reason they even watched enough of the show to to lose interest in it later is because the pilot is so goddamn good i definitely i would say probably 60 percent of why i joined this podcast was for the eventual day i would get to argue with ian about <laughs> this and it never got to happen but well yeah definitely 
to Joseph's point, I think everyone is in agreement that the premiere episode of Lost is fantastic television. Yes, it, it, it definitely is. It's I, it is my favorite pilot episode ever. I would agree. I, I was doing a, a fair amount of research, like just, you know, like top pilot, best pilot, whatever kind of thing before this. And on, I would say, you know, four out of five lists, The Lost was the top one. It's fairly I mean, well agreed upon. It, it just, it does so many things good. Even characters who don't really get that much time. Like, does does Sawyer even get to speak in the in the pilot? But they just, you know kind of show him looking mean and you know who he is you know i think you're right he doesn't really speak in that i don't think now Um, wait do i do have a question do you guys consider it just the pilot episode or the first two episodes no so they they came out together and this is this is something that i was trying to explain so uh to val who's never like she grew up in a cave and so she didn't understand how tv used to work right Uh, but like I feel like Lost was uh, the high point of event television. Right. Uh, like this shit was was teased on, was it ABC, I think? Yeah. Uh, for like fucking, I don't know, felt like months beforehand. You know, like every fucking commercial was this this like exciting, mysterious Lost thing. Uh, right. They, they show you shit from the trailer. There's stuff about plane crash, whatever. Uh, so like there, it's just all build up and it's like this two hour event back to back, you know, pilot episode. And it was like, it was a big fucking deal. Like people like put time out of their day to watch this essential movie uh, on, you know, a weeknight. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. I, I think, I think the pot, the first two episodes count as the pilot, you know? Uh, yeah. Just then I think Sawyer gets a bigger role in part two. Right. That's true. He does because he, he goes up the man. And I mean, really, I think that's a, the ending to that episode is better hooked for the show than just the pilot, you know, the shit that happens at the end of the first half, which is the monster being after them. Yeah. So what is it that you guys think has made this pilot, what it's become i mean because it, it is you, pretty unanimous you know like, you know part of the answer to this but we'll get to that in a second i mean the the initial hook like the very first few minutes is kind of like opening with your banger track on an album right with the right. actual like aftermath math of the plane crash it's just absolute chaos there's people bleeding there's people drowning there's that fucking turbine that keeps turning on and off which ends up paying off like two minutes later right, uh, right. you know it's it's a very like kinetic exciting start yeah i i think that you know just uh i think also that it's probably something that maybe couldn't happen today that it was it wasn't just a twist at the end of oh shit i didn't realize this person was that it's a twist at the end it's like oh i didn't realize this show was that right i thought it was gilligan's island taken seriously but there's like this you know sci-fi fantasy element to it you know horror element that's in introduced in it that you know just catches you off guard and hooks you in and that's and that's the other thing that i was was referencing that i think makes this successful is a thing that we're all fucking sick of now but was really fucking exciting in 2004 five i don't know 2004 okay uh which is just a goddamn bunch of mystery boxes that have absolutely no (laughs) answers inside right see but agreed i i agree we're done with it now and at the time it was super popular but this is the best version of oh, it. Oh no, this, for, for right. sure. This, in my opinion, is the best thing J.J. Abrams ever directed. Is the this totally. episode of TV? Yeah, it, you know, everyone's great in it. Matthew Fox was a person I had no use for before this started, and, <laughs> and uh, after. But, but I, 
the world has no use for him now (laughs) but but i'd still probably watch him in something you know uh if he was in something um but you know I, i mean uh you know, like the the scene where he gets Kate to sew him up. That's the kind of scene that could easily be cringeworthy, could easily be awful. But those two people sell it really well, you know. Another one, you know, uh, Terry McGinnis doesn't really, not Terry McGinnis, what's that's <laughs> that man beyond? Yep. What's his Locke? Yeah, John Locke. But, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't really get a lot of play in this first episode, but you see enough to know that, oh, I'm interested in this guy. I want to know what happens with him next. Uh, Again, yeah. Again, he's he's. I think he's set more menacing in this episode and the first several episodes. One hundred percent. He was intended to be the villain in oh, the yeah. first season. No doubt. The um. Well, I, on that note, I think this these two episodes have some of the best versions of these characters. Like, for example, Charlie, I think is really really likable in this in these first episodes, and he is for a while. And then Charlie gets intolerable, in my opinion. He redeems himself with not Penny's boat. I mean, he really, he really just vacillates to like the dramatic alternatives. You know, he's either like an insufferable psycho, or just like this super charming, accessible British guy. Yeah, he should just be merry all of the time. Yeah. (laughs) I think in the second season, they really try to do a thing where they're like, oh, we're going to split these people into two camps. So they sort of turn and heal. And then they realize, oh, shit, we've got nothing to do with that. We have no idea what to do with that. And after that point, he's just kind of a mess. But in this first episode, he's he's almost feels like the main character. He's the most likable guy. He's definitely the biggest. He's your everyman. Yeah. I was going to say, we've talked about pilots a lot, so I don't want to keep like hitting this home. But I this this is worth your time. And if there's any downside is you're going to want to keep going. And while I think the show holds up, most people disagree with me. And so you likely will be disappointed. There's, a, there's the, a lot of there's good shit in there. I think the thing that to remember, if you want to watch this and enjoy it, you know, now after everyone's, you know, seen it and there's in backlash and something, just remember as you're watching it, your opinion and your idea of what these things mean count, maybe even more than what they tell you. (laughs) You know, and I'm not saying that as a dig on what they tell you. I'm just saying the fun of this show as it was happening was the experience of watching it and talking about it and speculating. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why I actually hate the term mystery boxes, because I, I think that they're, you know, they're a valid form of storytelling, giving someone something that they have to make up their idea of what it means and seeing if it's that or something else or nothing, I think is fun television. Yep. Uh, if I had one piece of advice for a new viewer of Lost is don't listen to the internet that tells you season two is the best. Season three is the best, even though that's when the writer's strike happened. It's great <laughs> TV. Right. Yeah, season season three is the best season, and it has the best cliffhanger at the end of the season of any TV show ever. Of oh, all. so freaking good. We have to go back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's Lost. That's the best pilot ever. Right. Uh, well, that's it for pilots. Uh, what have we been watching this past week, guys? Uh, I only watched a couple of things this week. First, I watched a documentary on HBO Max called Cult of Cults. Uh, which was the story of Heaven's Gate, which what serial killer shows are to white women. That's what cult documentaries are to me. And what made this one special was 
I remember Heaven's Gate. I remember when the mass suicide in California happened. Um, so it was really cool to kind of watch this thing and how it happened and what was going on and who these people were and real gnarly. There are still people out there today that still believe this stuff that didn't participate or had left before the mass suicide had happened. But yeah, just crazy. If you're, if you got an afternoon, it's four episodes. They're each about 50 minutes long and you want to be creeped out by people uh, whose names come from the Do Re Mi song from Sound of Music, this is for you. You know, uh, Sarah's Jam is also cult shows, so probably by the next time we talk, I will have watched this too. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I started, because so many people have told me it would be my jam, is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right, and- I am in the second season. Watched all the first. I'm in the second. Um, the things I have to say about it, because I don't know, you know, I don't know how the show's going to end. I really enjoy it so far. But the thing that it does do, and that I've held for a long time, is this theory that when the Matrix said the peak of human civilization is the end of the 20th century, they're dead on. And I realized they said it in the Matrix because that's when they made the Matrix and that's how they make it work. But right. I think held to be true 1997 to 2000 were the greatest years in human existence (laughs) and it's definitely the best years for wrestling uh i think this show confirms it yeah i will say if you know you don't like cheap special effects or shitty kind of rock music it's probably not for you if you don't like young 20 something saying the word so a lot or twisted or uh, gnarly or witty side character making self-depreciating banner at himself in the background the whole time. Probably not for you. But if you do like all those things, give Buffy a shot. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm so glad you dig it because I do think it's hard to pick up from now because a lot of the things on it seem hacked just because of how many things have ripped it off you know how many things have has just adopted it as a formula but it really is a great show and definitely the the first season is finding its footing but man that second season is awesome i wish i understood what james marston was trying to do is that james what is that guy's name james marsters yeah whatever his influence for his accent of spike is because i haven't figured it out yet (laughs) I do think the other thing that's maybe a bit confusing about this show is I think I don't know if I wouldn't call it like satire, but I think it try it makes dumb jokes intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I think people just take it as dumb jokes. Right. right. And I, I don't think that's the point. I feel like it's I, I, I don't feel like it's just a dumb humor. I feel like that the humor is that they were intentionally trying to be dumb. But maybe I'm giving Joss Whedon more credit than he deserves. Yeah, no, I, I think you might be right. Actually, uh, later on, I think like e season six or something, there's going to be an episode where everyone loses their memory. When you get to that one, I want you to see if you can guess what my favorite joke from that episode is. Uh, it's going to take me about a month, but okay. when I get when there, get it, write that down in your notes. Uh, the only other thing I would say about it that has been hard for me watching it is Giles. What is that guy's Andrew head or whatever that yeah. guy's name? Uh, the first time I've ever seen that guy in anything, he played a bat-like alien principal that ate children on Doctor Who. So it's weird to see him in a school environment not trying to eat the kids. 
Very similar character than what he plays in this, though, except not trying to eat children. That's it. Fair enough. But yeah, uh, well, I'm super glad you like that. I was I was so worried because you had told us earlier in the week you had been watching it. And I kind of forgot about it. But I was really worried at the time that I was going to have to defend Buffy the Vampire. So I'm, <laughs> glad, I'm glad I didn't. Um, so this thing I waited a few weeks to talk about because I have a habit of overinflating things right after seeing it. It's not as bad as Ian's version of that, but I still, uh, you know, have a habit of seeing something. It's like, that's the most awesome fucking thing ever. And then realizing later it was just okay. Uh, so um, I wanted to talk about a few weeks ago, a new ACDC record came out. And uh, ACDC is, you know, I'd kind of gotten off board with them, uh, you know, or decided I was going to go forward with him when when Malcolm Young died, because I feel like he was too essential of a component to continue on afterwards. But they hooked me in with uh, with the shtick that they claim that he's still writing with them, which seems plausible. Uh, you know, um, Angus says that, you know, they made a bunch of tapes over the years that they passed back and forth with riffs and he's still writing off those tapes. So uh so I gave this new record a shot and man, I'm glad I did. ACDC is one of those bands that really maybe more than anyone is was self-aware enough to settle into they had, Hey, we've gotten to a point where we're big enough that when we put out a new record and go on tour, nobody's ever going to hear more than three songs off that new record. <laughs> so just try really hard on three songs and just do whatever with the other set. And they've done a good job with that. And even like say 2008 with black ice, which was, I mean, maybe top five record of theirs. You could still tell immediately which three songs were going to be the three songs you heard if you went to see them live. So, um, but with this new record, I can't really say that. There's there's a lot of shit in it where they almost try new things. You know, not like Kid A, like trying new things. Like there's <laughs> never a point where you don't know that they're ACDC. But uh, like, uh, you know, there's there's a track on it that, if you slowed it down and made it just a little less choppy, it could almost be an Oasis song. There's, there's a track on it for a few seconds at the beginning. They don't do the ACDC beat. Like they do a beat that doesn't immediately just support the guitar riff. Uh, Man, what, it, what would you, what would you prefer hurt? Uh, ACDC covering a, like a kid, a song or Radiohead covering an ACDC song. I just uh, out of spite. I would love to hear ACDC. I mean, Radiohead have to cover an ACDC song and do it as is. Correct. Like, that was the correct not, answer. Not like, not oh. like top it up and turn it into something <laughs> they wanted to do, but they actually had to do it as it was. Because Tom York would just hate every fucking yes. second of that. It would be worth it just to watch Tom York like slowly start commit suicide on stage as he got through it. Right. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the new ACDC record, I I, th I think it's worth giving a try if you're ever, ever a fan of this band and have laughs. They, uh, you know, there, there's a song in it that almost is a ballad. Like, it almost seems like it's, uh, I mean, it's it's called Through the Mist of Time. There's no dick joke there. Mm. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, and it seems to be about, you know, you know, time passes, thing sucks, my brother's dead. But he also mentions like naked ladies in it. So it's, you know, there's, there's still like that seat <laughs> between you and the next guy at the movie theater. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the new ACDC power up, try it out. It's good. Excellent. Well, even though we're technically done with the Ghibli films, we're still kind of on an anime kick for Ghibli like films. Uh, we watched uh, a movie by the same guy who did 
when Marnie was there in the Secret World of Arietti called Mary and the Witch's Flower, which is about a witch. And it's if you're if you're thinking, didn't Ghibli already make a movie about a witch? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's 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 intentionally evocative of better movies. It's not. It's it's certainly enjoyable. It's not bad. It's only in English, uh, in British English specifically, which I felt weird about because it was like very proper British English, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes that throws me off. But it's fine. It's better than Transformers. Uh, I finished Fargo, which I don't know where any of you guys are on Fargo. Oh, man, I'm still on like episode five. Y'all I'm need to catch the up. fuck up. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying it gets better than episode nine because that was the best episode. But I, I can see the ending being maybe, I don't know if divisive would be the right word, but I could see how people would find it unsatisfying. But I feel like it was the right way to end. Uh, not my Not my favorite season, but, you know, episode nine's real good. It's still pretty good TV. Um, cool. And uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention specifically for Christian is uh, we as as critters got to uh, witness after like a two and a half year culmination, a man playing a pretend character kiss his wife who's playing a different pretend character in their yep. pretend world. And it was a the big best deal. part. The best part was his reaction. And yeah, how I know. Much... It's very funny. Oh, God, it's great. It's it's very, very funny. You know, to be fair, I'm I'm kind of with him. I can see how it would be weird. They've done romances on the show between people that are not their partners. But, but he said he would never do it. He did say he would never do it. But the amount of awkwardness that was poured into a man functionally just flirting with his own wife, whom he's been married <laughs> to for a long time and has a child with, uh, was great. fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's super I'm, funny. Don't get me wrong. At, you know, on a, on a ship level. I'm still way more advocating for a uh, uh, Jester and Caleb than Jester and Ford, but you know, fuck it. It's just the word world we're living in now. What are you guys talking about? Critical role. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I'm also, I should have guessed that. I should have guessed that. I was also Jester Caleb, but if it's Jester and Ford end up together, I can get on board purely for Travis's reaction. Correct. Yeah. There's a there's somebody who does uh, a YouTube video of like what what your favorite ship in uh, in some fictional universe says about you did like for Harry Potter and My Hero Academia and whatever. And it's one for Critical Role is is, uh, you know, for gesture, whatever the fuck they they call it. Uh, You're Laura Bailey, because I think she's the only fucking person that wants that to happen. No one else wants it, but she does. And whatever, Uh, you know. It's their life. They can do it. And it, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. I, I, I'm going to tell you guys something about yourself right now that you, for some reason, don't seem to know. You guys only think you don't like daytime soap operas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that I don't like daytime soap operas. <laughs> listening to you guys talk about that right now, I was like, what great soap is on right now that I'm missing? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Hurt, there's a lot of hours of content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joseph, I, I don't know if you have another thing, but something I was waiting for you to bring up was Attack on Titan is back. Oh, fuck. I did watch that this week. Uh, did you watch it? I did. What the fuck was that? Uh, well, they, they did a time-honored anime tradition of uh, jumping forward many years and then <laughs> for kind of the new spin, com- like taking the complete opposite side. So we've been we've spent the last three seasons with a set of characters who unbeknownst to them were kind of part of a war 
uh, yep. that they didn't even really know existed. And so at the end of the last season was kind of this anxious, but semi hopeful opportunity for them to like, actually like, you know, uh, I guess kind of break free, you know, win whatever they're, they're trying to do. Uh, and so this season we expected kind of to pick up with them, uh, kind of starting that journey to, to liberate themselves, I guess. Uh, but instead we do a, a hard turn to the, uh, perspective or again, several years later from the perspective of, uh, kind of the oppressing party in this relationship. So, uh, and they win. Well, they, they win, but we see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that Uh, was the same thing, but. I mean, it looks like the in it, the way it looks and the way it's built is that it's the end of the war, which the what has been the villains of this story seem to succeed in accomplishing their goal, though through great sacrifice or whatever. But it seems like we're going to get another time jump. I feel like that's how I interpreted the end there. I'm I'm interested to see where it was going. That's not at all. I knew there would be a skip, a time jump. I didn't think we'd time jump all the meaty bits or whatever, you know. I don't want to alienate Hurt or our listeners too much by digging in too deep into the details. But I think the war they finished was not, uh, it was a war against a different people than our main characters. Mm. Uh, I think that was just like a separate thing where they they got in this conflict. I think they they referenced in the episode because this this. Uh, you know, uh, nation group of people saw that they were vulnerable for the first time. But I, I, I don't think this has really any bearing on our main characters. We don't know because we don't know what the fuck has happened. Yeah, you know, you're probably right. They kept using a name that I didn't recognize and I'm drawing a blank on it now. Yeah. But every time they did an aerial shot, it looked like, you know, the city and that there were rings and that the rings were destroyed and they were at the final center. No, I, th- I think, I, I know that's kind of the problem with death perception, but I think it was like on top of a giant hill and it was just a fortress mm. on the top of a giant like circular hill as opposed to like three giant walls. Man, I'm so sorry for all of our listeners. Please watch Attack on Titan. It's a good show. I uh, I may have used this metaphor before, but I've got these two friends uh, that... Uh, they, wait, world. hang on. Are you about to talk about us, but call us your two friends? No, 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 I'll, no, 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 this is not, this is not where I shade you guys by using, you know, these are different people. and they, they live in New Orleans, uh, and, uh, when I go to visit them and it gets to the part where like, well, hey, let's, let's go get something to eat, we'll get in the car, and then they just start saying restaurant names at each other, and, <laughs> and the other one will say, no, not that one, and that one, and this will go for a half an hour, and then we end up eating at, like, fucking Texas Roadhouse or something. <laughs> I sometimes think that's what you guys are doing with anime shit. Like you're Could just be. saying shit to see how long I'll listen to it. <laughs> I, I think that is kind of what we're doing uh, for, for both you and our poor listeners. Uh, but, you know, maybe, maybe somebody enjoys this shit. I don't know. Anyway, that's our show this week. I don't think we have a plan for next week. Nope. Netflix released. Uh, I don't I don't know what Mank. the fuck the- Oscars are going to be this year, but they're, I think, you know, intended Oscar contention movie. But I don't know if we, if we or anybody who listens to this cares about that. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll see what happens next week. We'll figure out something. Yep. But, uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to let us know uh, any pilots that we skipped over that were great or bad pilots that turned into good shows, you can reach us at uh, realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at real underscore phonies. Uh, Thanks to Zach Evans for and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.